can't preach and stay still, right? I can't even talk and stand still. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, it's always good to have some encouragement, isn't it? Anybody like my shirt? Okay. I got to tell you about my shirt. One of my most uh, encouraging friends said, man, I like that shirt, dude. I was like, yeah, man, you can only wear it twice a year, you see, you know? He said, well, you keep eating, you won't be able to wear it at all. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys can fill in the blank who that is, uh, my number one encouraging friend. But you know, there's a lot of truth in that sometimes, too, isn't it? Mm -mm -mm. Amen, that's right. Well, good, welcome, welcome. I'll take, I'll, I got it, I got it. Oh, my goodness. It's good to see everybody. You got some new faces out here. I hope you guys enjoy your time here. Uh, we just want to know, want you to know that, man, we're loving you right where you're at. So we're glad that you came. Uh, you're always welcome. And uh, God is doing some mighty, mighty things behind the scenes. So we got some uh, things that we're working on behind the scenes. I ask you to just continue to pray as we just uh, take God's leading over the next weeks and months and just to see exactly what he has for us. And I know one thing that will never change. It's going to be sharing Jesus. It's going to be sharing Jesus all over the place. And so that's something that we want to do, and that's what we want to do today. Um, and I just want to read a little something I wrote down last night um, when we're thinking about today. You know, I, I titled the sermon 9-11, uh, 10 years after, and kind of just take a snapshot of a few things and see what God's been doing, where we've been walking and stuff. And so I want to just really look at uh, what that represents today and look back, even though, you know, 9-11, the tragedy, we pray for those of lost loved ones, uh, for those who serve and protect our country and continue to do that, and for those on that life-changing day stepped out and stepped up to the plate for others' needs. They put their other needs before other people's need before themselves, isn't that? And they paid with the ultimate price of their lives. And you know, on that day, the world changed forever. Our world is not the same that it was prior to that. We know that, right? And it's continued to do that. And I don't care where you are, no matter what you're doing, uh, we felt the impact that day of that terrible blow. And in some form and fashion, whether, you know, if you were watching it on the news or we were talking to friends and communicating, whether it's stock market or whatever, somewhere, there was nowhere to hide that day, so to speak, because... It impacted our world, and it's never going to be the same. But isn't it good to know that the Lord never changes? Amen? See, that's the good news. And, I, you know, as I'm looking at this today, I said, well, you know, let's take a look at how over this last 10 years that, you know, we've changed personally and spiritually as the body of Christ. So that's kind of the angle I'm, I'm coming in on, guys. Um, I read a lot of stuff over the last few weeks and just kind of preparing my heart for today. And I really felt like that God would, would take us in this direction. And so, you know, as we look at our handouts, what I hope we can do is a little reflection. And we talk about the sacrifice of others and sacrifice of Christ and our connection to Christ and then our direction that we lead from here, okay? So that's what we're going to do. If this is your first time here, we welcome you. Um, it's always like a teaching and a preaching. We always try to give you something to go home with you. Uh, we always do a little handout um, because everybody learns different. And you know what? I know as we use the Word of God as the mighty tool that it is, that lives will be transformed and changed, okay? So let's jump on in. Everybody ready? Say amen. amen. All right. Sounds good. And we're going to take a little reflection back, okay? And, and a time of reflection. Where, where were you that day? You know, a lot of times when things happen, uh, especially tragic things, or it could be good things, you go, man, I remember that exact day. Uh, do you guys, anybody here remember where they were when they heard that? Man, and I start thinking about that. I remember we were at work when that happened. And I start looking around, how did you feel? And I don't mean to be funny about that. What I want to do is hit on a couple of emotions and stuff. And I was thinking, how did I really feel that day? And, and some of the things that I was looking at, I, it was just in, in my spirit, I was thinking, man, I was shocked. I was in disbelief. I was fearful. I was angry. And there was sorrow. 
and probably a whole lot of other things in between. But man, again, going back to that, I knew at that time when we saw that second plane at work, we were watching on TV when I saw that second plane going to the Dyer's site. This is no accident. Our world was going to change, and it did dramatically. So when we look back, I want to take a look and see, you know, how, how do we respond to that? How do we respond? You know, we had all those emotions. I mean, I was sitting there thinking, well, first thing, I don't know about you guys, but I remember we were being at work. We were at work. There was a lot of us there, and we went in my boss's office and prayed. You know, it's great to be around other believers and other folks, and we know, man, I don't know exactly what I can do, but I know who to take it to. And, you know, we took it to the Lord and just asked the Lord to give us wisdom and understanding on how to respond. And, and going back to that, I just think, man, how do we deal with that today? How has that impacted our life, and how have we responded to that, okay? Who did you call? Do you remember that? I'm just kind of taking a couple of snapshots. Man, I'm calling my wife. I'm thinking about what's going on in school, you know? You know, what do you do when something happens? You reach out. You reach out to the ones you love. You reach out to those that are close to you. You reach out to those that you feel secure with or those that bring security to your life. But ultimately, I pray that we reach out to the Lord in every situation. And you know what? I want to take this time. We don't have to wait for a tragedy to reach out to the Lord. Amen? Because I'm going to tell you what. Over the last few weeks, I have seen the hand of God move in a mighty way in the midst of, of all types of stuff. Man, God is good. I don't care what's going on. God is still good. Amen? Let's take a look at here. How did it change the days that follow? You know, a lot of times when we have that, that stick driven in the, in the sand, we take a look and go, man, well, how am I going to respond to this? And how are we going to walk from that? And like I said, I'm just clicking through this first slide just to kind of kind of get the juices flowing and kind of put us back in that state. And then we're going to launch off from there of what God's been doing and how God's been moving in the church, how has God been moving in your life, and how we can apply those truths to transform our lives and those around us, all right? And I looked at this scripture here, and I thought this was something else. I, I, I just always love this right here. Second Chronicles 7.14. Many of y'all recognize this. It says, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sins, and I will heal their land. You know, and we're going to talk. I don't want to jump too far ahead of myself on here. But I probably will anyway. I'll just jump ahead of myself. I'll do that all the time. But, you know, when I was looking back, you know, guys, I like to look at statistics and different things and stuff like that and wonder how, how did that impact the, the church, you know? And, and I look back over different charts and things, and it says, you know, there was a big ramp up in church attendance for a season. And then it kind of came back down. And, and so, like, the first five years, it was like, whoop, up, and then kind of back down. And now, what I see, and that most of the statistics, is starting to ramp back up. And they think maybe it's because of the recession and things going on. But I want to tell you today, why do we got to wait for something tough to happen to run to God? That's fine. <coughs> but you know what? I want to just, everybody know, we can do that every day. We can run into the grace of God every day. You know, we say that all the time. His grace is bigger than your sin. His grace is bigger than my sin. And that's what I want to tell, us, tell you today about a loving God that could take a bad situation and turn it into something good. Let me read this to you. Romans 8, 28. I love this scripture. It says, and, and we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. So we don't always understand everything this side of heaven, but one thing we can do, we can trust in the love and compassion 
of God. Amen? The last thing I had on that slide is the loss was overwhelming. And even when you go back now, and I was flipping through things, like I said, on the Internet and, and study and stuff, I started thinking, man, what a loss, what a sacrifice. And that's what our next slide is, okay? To really understand sacrifice, I think we have to look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? But also, what I wanted to do is just take, I looked this up and said, well, what exactly is the meaning of that? You know? So I looked, it says, the surrender or destruction of something prized for the sake of something considered as having a higher or more pressing claim. I'm going to read that again, let that sink in. The surrender or destruction of something prized, something of value, Right? For the sake of something considered as having a higher or more pressing claim. Do you know that Jesus gave his life, right? Because he said, hey, you're a prize. Hey, you're a masterpiece. Hey, you know what? He considered us having a higher and more pressing claim. He did that for each and every one of us. And that's today is the ultimate sacrifice. But I also want to take a look at some other things too. On our scripture there, um, we were talking, let me read that. I think I've got it back in here. Everybody got on, on their handout, uh, John 15, 13. We're going to jump into that in just a minute. Keep that in the, in the background running. But this is what I started learning when I was looking through and seeing that so many people were turning back, you know, sacrificing, running back in. And, and I know I can't name everybody, but you know, you think about the firemen, the policemen, the everyday guy, you know. Many of them were going back in to see what they can do. And something I saw, I said, man, the common thread I see in a hero's action is this. Always a heart for others. It's always a heart for others. You know, I think about even work. A lot of times when we, when we look at different things, and, and you can kind of tie this into a lot of stuff. I just kind of thought about this. A lot of times with, with uh, trying to make things better at the workplace, we might not see it in, in, in our work schedule or our time frame, but it might help the next person. And you know what? Sometimes we have to put self aside and, and mirror the image of Christ so that we can make a difference. And I believe that's what God wants us to do, to make a difference. And you know what? That's exactly what he did for us. Amen? All right. Just like I said, I read story after story of people laying down their lives for the sake of others. And it makes me think of this. That's why I chose this scripture here. John 15, 13 says, Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. There was one particular uh, reenactment that really stuck out, and I'm sure there are many. I'm not minimizing any others. This was just one that I saw as I was studying and looking at this. And they had the everyday Joe guy, you know, and he's coming down the stairs, and, and he meets with this guy, and he's like, the guy gets down to like the 50th floor. And he's like, I'm done. He's just sitting there, and people were just stepping over this guy. Isn't that what happens today sometimes? Sometimes we just step over, people keep on passing by. And this one guy, he was just cool and calm. He said, well, I'm not going without you. Never seen a guy before. Isn't that something? Laying down your life for somebody else, right? And it says, for his friend. He didn't even know this guy. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that a picture of, of God? You know, isn't that a picture of Christ working in this guy's life? So he sits down beside him, and he says, what's your name? And the guy tells him his name, and they talk for many. He says, and this guy, he's just, he's just the, the first guy that's running out of gas. He's running out of air. He's just, he's just saying, man, I'm not going to make it. And the guy comes along with an encouraging word. He says, hey, you got any kids? Yeah, two. What's their names? He tells him the names. He said, I got a funny feeling they're going to be looking for you. 
Come on, let's get up and go. Isn't that amazing? Got that guy up and kept on trucking. See, sometimes we got to get our eyes off ourselves. Man, I'm tired out. Man, I'm hurting. Man, this is what's going on. Maybe it's not about you right now. Maybe it's about your kids. Maybe it's about your neighbor. Maybe it's about your mom and dad. Maybe it's about the lady that lives across the street. I don't know. But I tell you what, it's not about us, right? It's not about us. And so many times we want to make it about us, but that's not what's going to tie us to sacrifice, you know? The sacrifice is looking at others. I'm going to take a, take a big look at this here. And when we look at those folks that gave it all, right? And we look at men and women of the, the military now and stuff like that. I'm very, very much, uh, um, how do I want to say it? I try to encourage those that are in the service for giving all that they give. We have the opportunity from time to time to do stuff at the bases and stuff. And I said, man, thank you for doing what you're doing so we can do what we do. You know, they've, they've given it all. And, and, you know, anytime you see somebody, uh, you know, maybe in, in the military or something, man, just, just thank them, you know. I don't think you come up short with that. Now, some people will take the road and say, well, they're signing up for it. They know what they're getting into. You know, they're getting paid just like me. But you know what? Would it really hurt? Say, hey, man, I appreciate, I appreciate you looking out for us. I appreciate you encouraging us, you know. And so, you know what? Encouragement really doesn't cost nothing. But it sure does bring a lot of great dividends in the lives of others. Amen? So I, I just want to encourage us to encourage others. So what we saw here, if you go back, and what I'm trying to do is kind of draw a parallel of the sacrifice of Christ and the sacrifice of men and women that day. Going back to what we had here, the common thread in a hero's action is always a heart for others. How does that apply to our life today? How do we serve others? How are we serving others? See, a lot of times we get the message here and we go, man, that's good and that's cool. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, a lot of guys I work with, I say, hey, man, what did I preach on last week? They go, I know you had that, fl- and I know the shirt you had on, right? Or they say, I remember that time you lit that Bible on fire and stuff like that. No, it wasn't really a Bible. It looked like one. But, you know, you can always remember the different things because we go to great extremes to get you to wrap your mind around the Word of God so that it can transform your life, right? So to bring freedom in, in what God has done for us, all right? So let's take a look at this here. Oh, I jumped my gun here. There's a couple of things I want to say here. One of the things that I see in tying this in, in, the sur- when they, in their surrender, we see the reflection of Christ, is that we got to see the fingerprints of Christ that day. Now, a lot of times people only see all the negative and all that, and I'm not undertoning that. But what I hope to do is through the tragedy is to pull out the good and the gold because I know there's some in there. And like I said earlier, A lot of times we don't understand everything this side of heaven. But we can trust that God is good and God is sovereign. And God is working all things together for the good. That's why I gave you those scriptures, all right? And I'll remind you again that one was Romans 8.28. We go back to that. But you know what? Just Just like this, when Jesus gave his life as a sacrifice to redeem us, many gave their lives to make things a little bit better or to comfort somebody. Let me tell you. It's amazing when you're hurting what a phone call can do. You know? Woo! Powerful, powerful stuff. Let's take a look at this. Caring people, man. I love it. Now, we're moving along. We're making some good time today, guys. Man, look at this. Everybody's going, man, he's rolling today. I love it. I love it. I love it. Christ is our connection. 
And this is why I, I just took a few things and I started writing these things down. I was, I was praying and God was bringing these things to my heart. When we think about our, our ultimate connection, right? And we were talking about when that was going on. Who were you calling? What were you doing? What was going on? I pray that you were reaching out for the Lord. I pray today that through what you're hearing here, that you connect with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Awesome. Take a look at this. And I start thinking about what we have in that connection. And so I just start writing a few things down, right? We belong because we believe. You say, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I'm going to back it up with scripture, right? We belong because we believe. A good place to take some notes, you guys. John 3.15 says this, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. How long is eternal life? Forever, right? He didn't say for six months. He didn't say till you blow it. He said forever. And you know what? I think I'd share that with people over and over and over. You know what God did, the finished work on the cross, when you receive that, man? That's forever. That's forever. That's how good God is. That's our connection. Take a look at this. We are justified because he is just. I love that. You know, you guys hear it a lot. Man, just as if I've never sinned. Whoo! Brand new. Not a paint job. Not a patch job. Redeemed. Right? Justify. Give you some word for that, all right? Romans 5, 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing? Every time you see something like that, you start seeing the peace. Believe on the Lord and be saved. Trust Him. Mm-mm-mm. Had to get some more water there. I'm telling you what. I'm getting cranked up now. Let's take a look at this. I love this right here. We are adopted into his heavenly family. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about that? Man, I mean, you know, very blessed. I have a great family and stuff. Love family. Uh, love our church family and stuff like that. But, you know, a lot of times when you say family, people go, ooh, man, you mean my family? You know, oh, my gosh. You know, they start thinking about Uncle Jed and Uncle George and Aunt Sally. And guess what? They're thinking the same thing about you. Yeah, you know that buddy family guy? You know what? But, you know, I'm serious. You know, you're thinking, man, oh, man, I'm not inviting them. You know? <laughs> but you know what? We invite everybody. Because you know what? We're going to love you right where you're at, just the way you are. And God loves us so much, that's what he does. And that's what we want to do. That's what we want to want people to know that they belong. We are adopted into his heavenly family. Check this out. Romans 8:15. So you have not received the spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. See, when we call on the name of the Lord, right? When we say, Lord, I am in sin up to my ears. No, let's go ahead and be truthful. I'm in sin over my head, right? Everybody smiled on that when they go, yeah, now you're preaching. Yeah, you know, because you know what? The deal is this. You can't get out on your own. And as soon as you realize that, then you're ready for the good news. See, you will fight the good news if you think you can get out, you're paddling like this and going like that. and uh, You can't do it, man. I'm not going to tell my story at Water Country. Most of y'all heard it. Y'all have to look at the later tapes on that. Everybody knows I don't swim for the folks that are here. And, man, I'm going to tell you, man, you just fight it and panic and everything else. But you know what? When somebody hands you a life raft, take it. Take it. The tip of the day. You know what? I'm telling you. Even if it's a lady that doesn't really want to share hers, take it. Because God's got big plans for you. Give me that raft, woman. I'm going down. Goodness gracious. That's all I'm saying. I asked her to forgive me after that. But man, I thought that was it. But you know what? When we think about being adopted into to the heavenly family, how does that make you feel? You know? When you, when you look at your wife and know that, man, you married, right? 
God's daughter, a child of God. Now you want to treat her a little bit better, don't you? I'm helping you out, guys. That's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. And well, it works both ways, ladies. Too. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Points today. How you like that, babe? That's good. But you know what? And it's only because of what Jesus did. It's only available to us because of what Christ did. It's not the cross plus anything. It's not what you're doing, where you've been, how much you give, any of those things. It's about Jesus and putting your faith and trust in him. Amen? I just love that. I just love that. I just love that. Oh, man, I'm glad I went back to my notes. I did not want you all to forget this here. When we talk about adoption and going into the heavenly family, right? Think about this. I wrote this down last night. Let me jump back over here. A child of God has authority and a place at the master's table. I said, oh, God, that's good. That is good, Lord. Because you know what? A lot of times we think about it. You know, we just say, oh, yeah, we just, yeah, I'm in the family. Yeah, I go to that church over there or this and that. Man, do you realize who you are in Christ? Let me tell you, when you're in crisis, you better know who you are in Christ because that's what's going to rear up. If not, right, the fear is going to come in. Let's read it again. 8.15 says, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful, right? People, a lot of times, people say, man, how come you're not freaking out about this? And most of the time, I really don't. Most of the time. I'm kind of just kind of cruising because I'm trusting God. I'll be honest, sometimes I go, ooh, and I have to remind myself, well, who am I in Christ? Not myself, but what is Christ doing in my life? What did he say? Who does he say I am, right? And I have authority because of the name of Jesus, right? That's what I'm talking about. Man, when sickness comes, man, stand up against it. When, when the bills are coming and, and, and the wallet's thin, stand up against it. Man, when somebody says, well, who do you think you are? Say how much time you got. And start telling them about Jesus, all right? So we have authority, and let me tell you, we got a place at the master's table. And I like that because y'all know I love to eat. That's right. Mr. Robert, I, I want to say God bless you for all the grilling you've done, too, the last couple of months. Boy, I love that man. He's here for us. Let's keep this thing going. Christ is our connection. What else we got? We are secure in Christ. Man, I love to share this. See, a lot of times, this is what I found out. I'm, I'm going to give you young guys the tip of the day. And I think it's pretty close, all right? Way back when I was dating, I thought that ladies wanted the muscles in the mullet, right? <laughs> I still got the mullet. <laughs> but what I found out later is they really like security, right? You know? They like to know that you're going to work every day. They like to know that, you know, that uh, you're coming home at the end of the day. Uh, they like to know that they uh, can trust you. They like to know that you're faithful, Right? And you know what? Even when you blow it, just get back in the game. Just be quick to say, man, I'm sorry, and let's keep going. But you know what? Well, you can wear that record out with your wife, but you can't with God. Isn't that amazing? He says, you know what? I'll take you right back. I'll take you right back. But you know, that's about a heart condition. And I just pray as we go, we understand about the security that we have in Christ. If there's something we preach on, probably every week in small group, different things, man, you are secure in Christ. People think they don't measure up. You're right, you didn't, but now you do. Because... You're a child of the Most High God. See, when you look in the mirror and you say, man, who is this? You're not looking with God's eyes. You're looking with your eyes, you know? And so what I want to encourage you is this, is that we are securing Christ. I'm going to give you some word to back that up with, all right? Romans 8, 38, this is Paul speaking. And he says, and I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. And that's the grip right there. God's love has a grip, Amen. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? Now, something about that. You know what that does when we understand that we're secure? Security brings peace. If you're secure, man, you're walking. 
If you're not secure, you're wavering. You're all over your land. Maybe will, maybe won't. But when we come to that understanding that we are secure in Christ, guess what? You can stand up on that faith there. You go, you know what? I'm going to do this because God said I could do this. You know what? No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. When we start speaking the word of God, that's why I always want to give you guys the word to sharpen your spirit, to encourage you, right? It's not what Buddy said. It's what God says, and I'm just being the mouthpiece, all right? Because that will transform your life. That will change your life. That will encourage you because you are secure. And you know what? You know why you're secure? Because he paid it all. That's it. You can't add to it. Amen? Somebody say amen out there. Amen. That's right. All right. You didn't take a drink of water. I'll get it in a minute. All right. We are made right because he is, is in right standing. I mean, you think about that. We are made right not because of ourselves. See, we start looking at a self thing again. When we start looking around, we go, man, you know, I feel a little insecure. Well, guess what? You're looking at you. Look at the cross and look past the cross because on that third day he rose, man. See, the devil lets you look at the cross and say, oh, look at that. He got whipped. He got beaten. He got this. And I go, yeah. And then on the third day, guess what? You got whipped and you got beaten forever because we have security in Christ. Amen? That's what I want to show us today, that where we are with him, we are made right because he's in right standing. Give you some more word. We ready? Yes, indeed. Romans 5.1. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight, by what? Faith. Faith in who? Jesus Christ. Amen. We have peace. There's the peace again with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done. It didn't add and, and I wanted to, nothing else. Right? Right? There's nothing in here. It's what he has done. So why do we add stuff to it? Well, I know that he did that but. There is no but there. There's no add on there. Right? We have peace with God because of one thing. Because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done. Man, I'm going to tell you what. I was thinking about this at the fo football game the other night. Jesse read it. I think somebody said there was 2,600 people. Everybody was there but Jason and Denise, right? <laughs> I saw everybody, man. They were there. And people are yelling and losing their mind. People have got stuff painted on them. And they're running with the flag and doing this. And you get in church and you can hear like a little pin go. I was like, come on, man. It's Jesus. Let's crank it up. Listen, man, you guys play loud music. I know, I love it. Don't you? Man, it's like they're like this coming in. We fall down. And they, it's like, man, I want to hear them all night. Sometimes I tell them, crack the door. Crack the door. You know? You know, let them hear that. But we get all excited about races. Who's going to watch football tonight? Come on, everybody got three feet up, hands up, arms up, legs up. I know y'all ain't going to do nothing. Just go, praise God, that was a good pass. Mm, bless the Lord hand it off right there you go little fellow that ain't gonna happen cause I know at my house all I'm gonna see is one little blonde blob Jesse this is how I watch football at my house just like this just like this and then, then he gives me I love this I don't even have to see the play when I see this the ranch kids that did something not good, you know. But I tell you, we, we enjoy that, man. We enjoy it. We get out there, we're, we're, we're living it up and, and rooting on our team. Man, can't we do the same for God? See, I, that clicked in me somewhere. I guess, I mean, when I got saved, I was just like, whoa, come on now. And they're being, they're, my mother-in-law said, be careful. Just walk walk easy. God's going God's gonna to give it to you. But you know what? I haven't yet. That's been since 1995. Man, I'm going to tell you what. When I was not walking with the Lord, I was loud for the devil, man. 
Now, I'm not going to jump up and do what I could do on the pool table with my guitar anymore because, I, I mean, y'all to pray for me. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? We would just, man, oh, this is it, man. The hair's going back and forth, and we're jamming and everything else, and it's all about us. And then I look back, and I go, man, what were you thinking, you know? And then I saw people, you know, now that are like 10 years older than me, and they're still doing this, but there's nothing moving, you know? And I'm going, man, get on with Jesus, brother, you know? It's, it's crazy. But we get all excited about that and think, man, you know, this is what it's all about. But you know what? The peace we have with God is because of what Jesus Christ did. We are made right and right standing with him because of what he's done. Amen? All right. We are called to share his message. Now, you guys might remember this about a year or so ago. Do any of y'all remember this? I want to see who was watching and listening. Does anybody remember our first Christian game show? Were y'all in here? Bob, you remember yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, y'all have to go online and look at some of the pictures and stuff. But, you know, we are called to share this message. And what we did was, I'll give you a little behind the scenes. Everybody, you know, a lot of folks just don't like being up front, you know. That's okay. You can do a lot of work right where you're at. And so we told them that morning, said, you know what, I'm so glad that everybody's here today. And I had, had my nephew had a big camera in the back and said, you know what, today is the first day we're going to do like just a little Christian game show. And everybody's going, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I said, you know what? Miss Denise has been taking everybody's name down for the last week or two. And so we're just going to pull a name out of the hat. And we're going to get you to come up here and just ask you some questions about the Lord. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Where's she? I might have to dump Lisa South. I'll hit David. I ain't going. <laughs> She's like, I said, oh, man. You know, and so anyway, what we did, we had some plants and we had some people come in and, and we dressed up and had a good time. But what we were talking about was the Great Commission and that's what we're getting to. So we have a good time. This is actually pretty, pretty mellow, guys, for us today, all right? Here we go. The Great Commission. Check this out. This is what Jesus is telling. The last thing he said before he left ought to be the first thing we're doing when we wake up, Amen. Here we go. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. See, God has a plan for your life. God wants you to be utilized, man, and that's the deal. So take the truth and share it, share it, share it. We were talking about it the other night at um, Small Group, which is on Tuesdays at the, at the library at 7 o'clock. We always got room. Put that right in there, right? So, you know, when we say, well, you know, we we're talking about sharing our faith. And we say, why don't we share our faith? And these are some of the answers we came up with. And I think it's true for all of us. Sometimes we just don't feel well repaired. Uh, appa- not repaired. Prepared. Uh, prepared. That's what I need. More gum. You know, sometimes we just feel like we're coming up short, you know. Sometimes we think, well, what are they going to say? Well, what happens if they do this? Or what happens if they do that? And so we do the woulda, shoulda, coulda, and we walk on by. Well, I just want to tell you this. Just tell them what God did in your life. Always be ready to say, well, what's going on? I said, man, I was a rock and roller, this and that, on my way to hell. And man, somebody gave me a Bible track on Halloween night in 1995, transformed my life. And they go, really? And now they're coming in, now, you, now you're right here. And they go, really? You know, and I said, yeah, this is what God's been doing. You know, and he's still, and I'd like to always say this, what I say, I'm preaching to me first, and he's still doing the work. You know, it is finished as far as the sin that separates us from God because Jesus has paid the price. But he's still transforming our hearts and our minds. But let me tell you that we are secure in him. Amen? That's what I want us to know. So I've got one little example, and I hope this is for some encouragement for us today too. When I think about the Great Commission, I talked to a young lady the other day, a good friend of mine that I work with, 
And um, I said, what are you going to do this weekend? And she said, well, I might do this, might do this, but I need to stop by a friend's house that's, that's pretty ill. And she says, I, I, I really need to, for them to know Jesus. I said, good, tell them. She goes, I, I don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? And so I didn't, I didn't say, well, you should know. I just said, well, let's talk about it. And she said, you know, I, I just, I feel unworthy. I said, well, I can help you with that. You're qualified in Christ, right? It was just like I was pulling the bricks off her when I was starting telling her the truth. I was like, man, God says, you're worth it. Just tell them what God did in your life. And I gave her some tools, gave her some, some scriptures and stuff like that. And I'm believing that God's going to make a way for my friend to share the gospel message with her friend. And that his heart is open. That, that's, that's my prayer this weekend. I said, we're going to be lifting you up. So you think about it, say, man, I, I pray that Buddy's friend has the wisdom and the opportunity that God just go before them because God's going to do the work. He says, open your mouth and I will fill it. But we've all felt like that, right? We don't want confrontation. We don't want anything like that, you know? And you guys probably, a lot of times people said, I don't believe that with you. But you know what? I remember very, very early when, when I just gave my life to Christ and somebody shook me down, man. Boom, I was like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know about that. But what I did know is this, that Jesus had come into my life and saved me from my sin. And I said, well, I'll work with that. And as I did, God continues to show us and, and continue to give us that direction, which is a great lead in on this, all right? So if you can get anything out of that slide, guys, this is it. You are qualified in Christ. Let me hear you say it. Qualified in Christ. All right, that's a good word. That's good. Let me click it again, Tim. Let's see. I got you. Now, with all that, we're going to get on the right direction, right? Christ is our direction, right? Here we go. Ten years after, where do people look for direction? When you look back, and I was looking back different things, like I said, and footage and things like that. Man, let me just tell you about this. Some people follow the crowd, but the crowd can take you down the wrong road. Anybody, ever, ever been, anybody been with that crowd? I was driving. I'm telling you. I was like, hey, come on. And they go, where are we going? I don't know. But I tell you what. It wasn't in the direction of Christ for a long time. But God allows you turns. Amen? Let's take a look at this. Where are you looking for hope? Are you looking to the world? You know? You looking to your own strength and your own ability? Let me tell you, it'll wear out. We can only carry the ball so far, right? And that's another thing I want to tell you is that you know what? Just like on the football analogy, you know, sometimes you got to pass it off. Sometimes you got to huddle up and do those things. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I pray that we can be that team for you. I pray that we can be that family for you. But ultimately, who's the captain? Jesus. Amen? I'm going to roll through here. I'm watching the clock. Is your heart set in the direction of Christ? Today, if you're here, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? See, that's the whole takeaway, man. You can hear all this and never let that trans transform your heart. Never choose to respond to the gospel message. But I pray today that you hear with the ears of your heart, Right? Who are you leading to him? Oh, now we're getting personal, man. Everybody watching toes. Pastor Buddy got big shoes on today. Yeah. Who are you leading to him? How is God using your life? Since you've given your life to the Lord, how is God using your life to impact others' life for the kingdom? You say, well, I ain't no preacher. That's okay. Well, I'm not, I don't play any music. Well, that's okay. But you know what? You can sure give somebody a cup of water in the name of Jesus. You sure can listen sometimes. You can take the little old lady's uh, paper up to her door across the street and just say, I just want to tell you God loves you. Keep on going. You know what? You can take a Bible track and put it in your bills. Everybody got bills? If not, I'll send some to your house. I got some. 
That's what we used to do a lot. Denise said, I, I don't like talking to people. You know, I just, I, I just sometimes like that. I'm thinking, golly, you don't even have to talk to people. Just say, hey. And they go, hey, how are you doing? You know? So we used to stick uh, Bible tracts in, in the bills. They kept sending, sending the bills, but maybe they got saved. You know, I'm thinking, all right. You know, I was thinking somebody's going to say, bless God, these people love me. I'm just going to pay the bill. You know? But you know what? Jesus already paid the price. So it's okay. All right? Here we go. How has your journey been? What I meant by that is, I talked to a lot of people, and they said, man, buddy, I'm glad you found something that works for you. Yes, it'll work for you too, guaranteed, because Jesus gave his life for all of us. And if, you know what? If you're living your life and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to ask you something. How's the journey been going? How's that working out for you, as Miss Tiny would say? You know, you just go ahead and do that and let me know how that works out for you. Yeah, I get that sometimes. I was like, does that mean I need to regroup? You know? But, you know, sometimes we think we can... We can we can handle the whole load, everything else, man. But I'm going to tell you what. God is here to help you with the burdens of life. God is here to bring forth the salvation that we need. And it's only found in Jesus. Amen? Amen. Are you a compass for Christ? What I mean by that is this. When people see your life, do they say, man, that woman living for the Lord. Now, that doesn't mean that you got 17 bumper stickers on the back of your car, okay? It says, follow me to Jesus, all right? All right, Ann's going to be out there scraping her bumper. No. <laughs> she said, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. See, I always pick on my family, okay? That's how I always do. But y'all still love me, right? But you know what? I'm talking about, do they see it in your actions? Do they see it in your life? And you know what? <laughs> I probably just messed up my birthday present on that. Ann just said, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I know what it is, too. But are you a compass for Christ? I think you're a compass for Christ. <laughs> Move to the next slide, please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is it time to change your direction <laughs> and follow Jesus? It's your choice. I want to ask Miss Tiny to come up, and I'm, I, I really appreciate the time to, to get to share with you today. But, you know, as we go through these things, guys, I pray that you look back, and I'm just going to highlight some of the stuff that I had but on a reflection. You know? We reflect about some of the terrible things, but you know what? God can still pull us through that and put our feet on an awesome path, right? We think back about the sacrifice. Think about the life of others. We think about the love of Christ. We think about the sacrifice of God, amen? That connection. The connection that we're talking about today is connection to God through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ, you say, well, what does that mean? I remember when the first time I ever even heard anything, I was like, I don't understand. Lord, I pray right now you help us to understand that we are born into this world in sin. And God is awesome, perfect, and holy. And our sin separates us from him. And there's nothing that we can do on our own to come back into that relationship. But there's something that he did that made the way, man. And Jesus came and paid the price. He says, I'm going to shed my blood so that the price is paid and redeem you back out of that. He says, all you got to do is trust me. We think we got to add to it. We can't add to it. And let me tell you, here's the good news. There's only one way. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Call on his name today. Let the word of God transform you. And I want to tell you some other truth to go with that. Does that mean you'll never have problems? Never, ever go through it alone. And you will be secure in Christ, just like we talked about, right? 
secure in Christ. You know, you say, well, man, buddy, that's, that sounds good, but, no, there's no buts. And you wonder why, man, why am I feeling like this? Why am I feeling like this? That is the power of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord drawing you to the truth of His Word. That's it. It's God's work. It's God's blessing. It's for you. It's free. Receive it today. And I pray as we're here today that everybody understands that you know what? There's so much more that God has for us. I'm going to flip through this last slide because I don't want you to miss out on this. You're good. Okay. John 15, 13 again, it says, Greater love to have no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. So I keep repeating that. It's on your handout. I want you to understand that's what Christ did for you. And I just, I wanted to write this down because I said, man, I, I like just the way it's written. Jesus made the first choice to love us and die for us and to redeem us from our sin. I want that to sink in. You have the next choice to accept or reject his offer. See, he said, man, that sounds pretty strong. Accept or reject. See, that's what you do. Either you choose him or you have him. And it means you rejected him. Today, make that decision. And check this out. Without his choice, we would have no choice to make. Today is the day to choose Jesus. So with your eyes bowed, eyes closed and your heads bowed, I just want to ask you, today, today, right here, right now, let's get for real. Have you chose Jesus? And if you hadn't, I'm going to give you the pieces of the puzzle. Today is your day, okay? Today is your day. And this could be your prayer because God offers this to you. Remember we said today, the next choice is yours either to accept or reject his offer. So here's the offer. I'm being a spokesperson for Jesus. Call on the name of the Lord. He says, if you believe in your heart, right, and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, you will be saved. I don't think any of us have a problem understanding that there's sin in our life. I think the biggest problem is that we, we don't understand that God's grace is available to us to remove that. So if that's your prayer today, I just want you to look up here. Nobody's going to come where you are. I just want you to look at me right there, and I'm going to pray for you. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. And I want you to pray this from your heart right where you at. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I call on you as my Savior. Forgive my sin, Lord. Help me to live for you. You are the Son of God, and today I am a Christian. Lord, help me walk this out by your power in Jesus' name. Amen. If that's your prayer today, don't leave here without telling somebody about it so we can rejoice. We've got a little connect card, and it can be this simple. Said, hey, my name is Fred George Millie, right? And I prayed that prayer today. And if you want to know more, we'd be glad to share more with you because you know what? That's just the, the first part of the journey. But I'm going to tell you, if that's your prayer today, you are secure in Christ because of what he did. Amen. So I tell you what, with that being said, I want you guys to listen to this last thing here. Mm. I wrote this down the other day and I actually put it out on my Facebook and I got more hits on this thing than anything else. And I wrote this down. I said, something shake us out of our forgetfulness and into the reliance upon Jesus Christ. It's never fun, but it's always effective. Thank you, Lord for your faithfulness. God is faithful in your situation. God is faithful with whatever's going on in your life. He's faithful with that. So I tell you, with that being said, we're going to come and sing a song. Guys, it's great seeing everybody this week. And I know 
that God was doing a move in here today, right? Because God always moves on his word. So give the Lord a hand clap and stand to your feet. Amen? Amen, amen. Always good to head home with a song of praise, right? And we are going to do that as soon as I get saddled up. Now, also, I want to share with you guys one thing. That here we are, okay? It's always good to sing along. It's just something man you start singing along. Better. And I want you guys to know that um, that we don't usually pass the hat. Not usually. We never pass the hat. And if you if you feel led to give to what's going on, it goes back in the pot so that we can share and, and do what God's been, been doing. So there's a little place in the back that you could do that. If you have a prayer request or one of those cards, right, that we could pray over, there's a place on the back table. Just fill it out. We want to pray with you and for you. If you want more information, we will call you. Whatever you want to do, you're in the driver's seat, okay? I want you guys to know that, that we love you. We pray for you daily, probably before you even get out of bed. Amen? Mm-hmm. So let's praise the Lord, all right? Mm-hmm. 